It is said that in the world there are many layers of spirits. There are things that live within us and around us that we are yet to understand or even describe. Therefore we can reach the deepest parts of space but have yet to discover the deepest parts of our ocean. That within ourselves we have a multitude of different spirits living. We have good, we have bad and we have quite ugly parts of us that any part of the day manifest themselves and live around us. It is also said that in our past we may have done both incredible things, simple things and horrific things. And that all of us in some way have a little bit of darkness inside of us. And some of us have done horrific things to our fellow man, animals and even the planet. Times will change, spirits will grow, consciousness will learn. But just back in time, when you look back, you don't just find the beauty, you also find the things to be concerned of and the dangers. The next story I'm about to share is one of those stories that will tell you a little bit about what happens when people play with things they don't understand. The dangers of going into areas without any understanding just because of the thrill, just because you're excited or you think this is funny or just a game. There's a price to pay. And after this we'll open the lines and give you a chance to have your past lives read. And I'm not intending to frighten you tonight. I don't want to scare you. I don't want to put you off from doing this. I just want to give you a tale of caution of the dangers of playing with energy, with spirit, and with things you don't understand. For I have been doing this for 25 years, and I'm still cautious, still respectful, and still aware of the dangers. But for many people today, whether it be drugs, shortcuts, ways of doing things that they think will advance them instead puts them behind, there are many dangers in this world around us but there are more dangers in the world of spirits. I'll be back very shortly to share with you the story of caution and the things that I have learned about my life and the dangers of playing with things that we don't understand. But also the miracles of how once we understand all the horrors, how we can make it yet beautiful again. Travel around the world with the Open Mind Entertainment Network. Tokyo, Cairo, Berlin, Beijing, Jakarta, Rio de Janeiro. Just a few of the places where you'll find the Open Mind Entertainment Network. In every computer around the world, Internet Radio has truly come alive. Hold on to your dreams. These are the words that were often said by Native Americans for the value of dreams were important, guides, lessons, and often predictions of the future. But hold on to the spirits and the ancestors was a powerful thing that was shared by many. And throughout generations, not just within the Native Americans of this beautiful country, but also the Aborigines of Australia, the Celtic beliefs, and many peoples around the world, our ancestors played a huge part. Not even the ones connected to us, but of all ancestors. Is it possible 
that we have connections like a web of energy throughout this life of ours and around the world that connects us to even the forest of lands and even to the things and the mistakes of the past that maybe our life is not just built on lessons of greatness and learning but also lessons of mistakes and even horrors the best way to describe this story is one that after years of practice and learning and being involved in things that you think you know it all How could I be so arrogant? How could I have taken the time to think that I've learnt so much? The skill set I've got is just a mere pimple on the back of this planet. It's something that is not that relevant, really, other than to the people that I help. Because the universe is far greater than me. There are much bigger things out there. And once in a while, I'm humbled to the point of almost, well, laughability. And this was one such time. I think as time goes on and you spend time in working in this field, you get a certain, well, I would say pride in what you do, but there's a certain amount of arrogance in knowing more than other people. You see dead people, you're a psychic, you see things other people miss, and you get a little bit, well, cavalier with it. And believe me, the universe comes back and tests you. Some people get sick. Some people get headaches, some people have lessons, and the lessons can be good or bad, and they can be pretty powerful. And mine was a humbling one, to say the least. For I got myself into a bit of a bind, or did I really, because it wasn't me that caused this, but it was me that eventually had to fix it. Over a period of time, people tell you things about themselves, And as I have gone on lectures and tours and seen thousands of people, and bearing in mind I see 50 people a week on average, sometimes 120 depending, there's a lot of faces that come through, a lot of classes, a lot of lessons, a lot of different things. And occasionally people, some stand out and some don't. This one lady in particular, I would call her an irritation. She followed me around, wanted to know everything I was doing, and actually seemed at first quite genuinely interested in helping people. What I didn't realize is she was more about helping herself. She wanted to be what we call today the psychic guru. She wanted people to adore her. She wanted to be the one that was fixing everybody's problems, but they had to come back to her. A kind of reliance. It's a a symbiotic connection to people, where people want to be the leader and want other people to be at their feet something I've never quite understood myself, and it's a distaste for me when I see that. But she was going to be the guru, and that's what she called herself. I'm not going to insult her by using a name tonight other than the fact that she's still around and still doing her work, and she has followers, and she's created quite the world, but she's left a mess. And this mess starts with one person. He was a programmer. And he was a very successful programmer. He had one young son, just two years old, and he was enjoying his life in Palo Alto. It's a very expensive place to live, so you've got to be making good money and you've got to be working hard. His wife was a teacher. Uh, It was the perfect relationship. They'd met at college, they'd been together for a long time, and they were enjoying their lives. He just got promoted and was doing really well. And then he started having these strange dreams. Sinister dreams, scary dreams. He woke up one night and found himself in the garden. He was now starting to sleepwalk. So he went to see his doctor. 
And over a period of time, the doctor gave various prescriptions, but it seemed to be getting worse. And then he got to more sinister when he was having these negative thoughts and these feelings that he wanted to hurt himself. So he went to see another kind of doctor, a psychologist. And after a year or so, nothing changed. It was getting even worse. And the stories began to grow in his head and different feelings that he didn't like. It wasn't him. He was a good guy, a good Christian guy, a good family guy. But he was feeling angry with people. He wanted to kill his co-workers. He wanted to hurt people. He had visions of setting fire to people and torturing people. All these visions were getting stronger. So that's what he told me. But what he didn't tell me is how it all started. And then I began to see a pattern. And not just with him, but with other people as well in the same area. This lady was practicing her energy work and was taking people into their past lives. But she wasn't stopping there. She was interfering in those past lives. She was bringing them forward and saying that that past life should be in today and let's bring it with us so that you have the power. In this particular case, she took him back to a time, a medieval time, when he was a powerful leader, when he was someone that was in control of the world around him. And he was a nice, shy guy, but he was kind of avoiding things. Her belief was if she brought this powerful person back, he would go through and he would plow into his life, he would build his career. And yes, from the moment this energy came back from the past into the present, he did have this power. He ended up with a better job. He ended up being more direct with things. He could look people in the eye. But there was something not quite right. There was something about that look and the feelings that came back. He went back to her, and she took him back again and brought more of that past with him and strengthened it and said, you need to be the warrior, you need to be the person in control, you need to be... And he was, and once again, success. He got another promotion, more money came in, moved to Palo Alto, life was getting really good. Son was born, she was right. He was now firmly hooked into this person helping him. What he didn't realize is that she had no understanding about what she was doing and she was bringing things from the past that are best left there. You know, when we start playing with things that we don't understand, start bringing things into our houses, either through a Ouija board or tarot cards or so on and so forth, and we don't open or close properly, we're asking for problems. His wife started getting sick. She would suddenly start throwing up. She'd get stomach pains and headaches. Her son started having breathing problems, but all the time he was getting better at work. He started noticing that his body was changing. He was getting stronger. His arms were thickening up. He had a hunger for food, and he started noticing he was having a hunger for sex. Everyone he looked at, he could see how easily it would be to get her into bed. He started working out. He started not really paying attention to his wife or his son, and he had this urge that he was powerful and that women desired him, and they, they did. There was this almost charisma that was pouring out of him, and he was loving this power that he had. But then it took a twist. And this is when he started to tell me about the things that he just mentioned. He talked about how he wanted these women, but how he wanted to hurt them. And it was getting to a point where he wanted to not just hurt them, but really hurt them, torture them, kill them. He had visions of setting people on fire, and these nightmares were getting stronger, and he was feeling like something was taking him over. I don't want to sound pompous here, but we have this all the time. There's people that come in and they tell us these weird stories and sometimes they drink or smoke a little bit too much of the, that special herbal weed and so we treat it quite lightly. 
but there was a look in this guy's eyes that I was not going to treat lightly. The conversation unfolded. He began to tell me more, and the detail and the enjoyment of sharing the detail, I realised there was something wrong. And then more about this person that he'd been working with. It had been six years, I believe, or thereabouts, since he'd seen this person. And I remembered who she was. And I remembered just how much she craved the attention of the people around her and how much she wanted to be in control and how much power and hunger and money was important to her. So I started to dig in, did the process, got him set up and began to record the conversation as we went back into his past life. Normally it takes sometimes an hour to go into a person's past life. Sometimes two hours, 30 seconds, and we were there. And it was a vile, angry, tortured voice that came across. What do you want? Why are you talking to me? The voice came across. I remember that. Chills on the back of my neck. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay here, the voice said in a strange tone. I felt that voice talking to me. And it was sinister. I watched his fist begin to clench. His eyes were flung. I began to talk to it. Who are you? And I can't mention the name on air, but it gave me its name. I asked for its address and its details, and it gave me everything I asked for. It told me where it lived and the location of where it lived. But the problem was the location was not in the U.S., Believe it or believe it not, it was back in England, in London. And then it got more sinister. And the room began to change. You could feel the air. I don't like you, it said. I don't like you at all. I hate you. And then it began to talk about things it was going to do to me. And then look at this young guy, and I'm hearing this old voice come bellowing out. And I could feel... The hairs on the back of my neck standing up. Professionally, though, I knew what to do next. I began to question it more. Get more details about it. And then I stepped in energetically and began to bring it down. To reduce it. To the point where I knew I had it. The next moment, and these things we're not going to share with on air, but there's a, there's a thing that we do to get it into a certain place and kind of put it in prison. And then, boom, it was gone but not before it left a mark. For on his shoulder, just at the back, on the right shoulder behind him, there was a mark on his shoulder. And this appeared out of nowhere. And how we know about it is he he jumped forward when he came back and grabbed his shoulder, his left hand on his shoulder, and there was what looked like a small dog print, like two little marks on his back. Now, I don't want to conject what that might be, I'll leave that to your imagination. I don't want to say those words on air, but it left a mark on his shoulder. But for me, I looked at the time, and what I thought had been just a few minutes and a few hours, well, I'd started quickly. Almost nine hours had gone by. I'd had a nine-hour conversation with this, this thing. It didn't end there, because he came back the following week, and there were still traces of it, and we had to go back in again. This time there was no mark and it was weaker. 
He didn't want to let go. It had been raked up from the past and he wanted to hold on to the soul of this person. Call it a possession, call it evil, or just call it a piece of you that's been long forgotten. Finally, after weeks of working with this young man, we got it to leave. And I say we because I called in a number of experts, including a Catholic priest who was a friend of mine, just to make sure I wasn't dealing with an exorcism. He'd never seen anything like this before, that had intentionally been brought from the past into a person's life. I'm happy to say it's gone away. and It will never come back. But what it told me and what it said, what it wanted to do, was a thrill to it. It was taking over this man's personality. What should have been in the past, the past mistakes belong in the past. And I'll relate it this way. If you've made mistakes in the past, if you've done silly things, if you've, if you've been a bit of a jack, if you've done stupid or heart hurtful things, forgive and forget and do something to repair that. But don't go back into your past mistakes. Don't go back into your negative past lives. Don't find those things in your life that you're going to bring forward. Fix them back there and say goodbye and move into the future. All the things that happened to us, both on a spiritual and physical level in the past, are lessons for our future. They're not meant to be rekindled. For I will tell you, nine hours of my life changed. And even though I'm sitting here now, way past the time this all happened, the hairs on the back of my neck are still standing up. I can still hear that voice, that rasping sound, the coldness in the room. I ask you, in this season of Halloween, to think twice before you use an Ouija board. And if you do, do not drink, do not laugh, do not take it for granted, do not do some, ask silly questions, treat it with respect. If you pull out your tarot cards, open and close them. If you're involved in any of this amazing work, and by the way, I support all of it, do it from respect. For you never know what's lurking by. It might not be a demon. It might not be a ghost. It might simply be your past. We're back in a few moments. We're going to open the lines for calls. The call number will be 818 921-3767 a chance for me to see if I can read your energy and your past life Nine two one three seven six seven. Hello, Corley. You're live on air. Uh, yes, hello, Andre. It's Teresa. How are you tonight? I am good, Teresa. So the first thing I tell you, Teresa, is a lot about your past life, and it's you're not going to, you're going to be surprised by what I'm saying right now. But there's a Viking connection to you in your past life, and the reason I'm saying that is I can feel it very strongly around you. Your physical body is quite strong, and you have a connection, maybe to the ocean, but to travel. But there's also this survival instinct inside of you which is very much a viking warrior feel does that make sense to you it does 
And you may have an affinity to Vikings or to that era, to the runes, to the Celts, to those early times and those early periods that in a way fascinate you. Does that make sense? Uh, no, I've never thought about Vikings or anything like that, no. Have you thought about travel to any of those places, like wanting to go to islands or to be in colder climates? Planning a trip to Scandinavia, <laughs> um, that kind of came up by accident. So let me tell you a little bit what's going to happen. When you go there, you're going to feel really connected to it. Now, I'm very surprised that you don't have a connection or a feeling for those Celtic, more um, Icelandic feels. Normally what happens is when you have this, this connection to the Vikings, you're more rugged, you like to live in a colder place, you don't particularly like the heat, you have a need to travel or you like to travel, but you have this almost strong survival instinct that you feel like you can take any, almost anything on. That seems to be kind of the Viking feel. But there's also a connection to spirituality where quite often you have maybe have a powers of being a medium or a sensitivity to energy, because it is said that the Vikings could navigate by their senses, not with a compass. So they could find point A to point B by literally feeling the way. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Now, I'm not going to say too much right now, because I want to wait till next year, till you've actually been to Norway in those places. And I think you'll find there's a kind of connection there. It's hard to explain, but it's like you've been there before or you, you feel connected in some way, shape, or form. Oh, that definitely, that definitely. I feel, especially with my dogs, I always feel like we're so connected, and it's been with every dog that I've had. I've had three dog, four dogs. Well, Teresa, I hope that has been a, a good past life reading. We'll see what happens when you come back from Norway, but thank you for calling in. And uh, I really I can't wait to see you wearing that Viking helmet with the two horns on it. <laughs> Me neither. Thank <laughs> you so much for this. Take good care. Thank you so much. And this, this is so interesting tonight. I just loved your show tonight. I, I always listen to you, but I think tonight is exceptional. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, Godspeed, and uh, look forward to hearing about your trip to Norway. Thank you so much. Take care. Hello, caller. You're live on air. Hello, caller. Hello. Hi. Who am I speaking Hi, to? Hi, Andre. This is Debbie. Hello, Debbie. So, Debbie, the first thing I'm going to tell you, so I'm picking up from you, is this is going to sound really bizarre, but I'm feeling like a, a, an Italian connection to you. And it feels... Really? Yeah, it feels... It's really, so, first of all, don't think about you being connected to Italians genetically. This is a past life thing, so it doesn't mean to say that you're okay. like an Italian or go there. But I'm feeling an Italian connection... And what this connection seems to be about is style or about clothes. So it feels like you have, you might have a leaning towards kind of like how you look, how you dress, to colors, to design, and so on and so forth. But this particular um, past life is very strong with music and dancing and movement. Does any of that make sense to you? Um, I, I'm very close to music. Right. So it feels like it. This is, so it's not just close to music. It's really important to you. Does that make sense? Yes. And if you're not around music, it's like you can't breathe. So music is almost like it feeds your soul and your body and your mind. It's a very powerful thing for you. And it reminds me, this is going to sound completely crazy, but of like the early gypsies that would travel 
around the world, and especially the Romanis, which were well known to be in Italy at the time. So these were the people that could travel a lot. So it might mean that you have a tendency towards wanting to keep moving or to go and see things. Would that make sense? To keep moving? Um, I guess so. No, this would be a strong urge. So it's kind of like you, you, you don't like to be trapped in one place. You like to be a little bit more open and out and doing things. So it's like that gypsy mentality of like, what's the next thing to do? Where's the next place to see kind of a, a connection? Would that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It so, does. I don't do that, but but that's but in you, my mind. But it's in your. It's kind of in your soul. It's less in your mind, but it's more of a feeling. See, past lives are not right. like. I'm not doing like psychic reading right now, telling you where you are right now. I'm talking about right. your, your past, but your past life may have had a leg injury. And I think it's the right leg. Do you have any pain on your right side? Um, I did a few years ago. And was it like in the leg and the hip and down that side? It was actually, it was started out in the left and then it kind of switched to the right. Right. Okay. So this is going to sound really bizarre, but it's like a chariot injury. It's like a Roman soldier that had his leg damaged in, in like a chariot, like beyond a chariot. And it feels like mm -hmm. this is a very much almost like a Roman feel. So we're going way back in Italy right now and very connected to more like the Romanesque kind of a feel. So I'm going to mm -hmm. ask, ask you a couple of questions right now. That is, do you, do you like speed? No. Do you, have an, do you have like a fear of going too fast? Um, I would think so. Would you say you're quite cautious? Yes. So, and if you ever get injuries or hurt, does it tend to be more on the right side? Mm-hmm. So your right side is the, the, the side that you most need to concentrate on. And if you get energy work or if you get healing, when they work on that right side, it's going to be really bizarre. They're going to say, it feels like your leg's not there or the energy around your leg is kind of strange. And that's because I think, it's a horrible thing to say, but I think you lost that leg in an accident. And I think you were a chariot rider and you were going too fast. And I think that's carried into the fears of, the, of today and that you tend to want to have more control and not be controlled, not going too fast, not out of control, so to speak. You have to hold the reins, if that makes any sense. Yes. Debbie, on that note, I'm going to let you go because the calls are stacking up. But thank you for, um, thank you for calling in. Thank you so much, Andre. Have a wonderful night. And you take care. Hello, caller. You live on air. Hello. Hi. Could you turn your radio down just a little bit? Oh, can you hear me right now? I can hear you right now. Who am I speaking to? Oh, this is Veronica. So, Veronica, Veronica, there's a couple of things that I'm feeling around you right now. It feels like have you done past life regression before, or have you delved into your past lives? Uh, yes, one time. And was it was it shocking? Did something come up that you weren't expecting? Yes, it was, and yet it wasn't. Because it feels like, I guess I can say it's crazy, it feels like you you already know your past lives, as if it's, it's familiar to you, in a sense of um, you're, already, you're already connected to them. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I feel like you could do this, you could be a really good at hypnosis, that you could actually do past life regression. 
and that you have a fascination for it and an understanding of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, recently, yes. So and would I be right in saying in, since February, your life has begun to change a lot so that you're going through like a transformation? Yes. Actually, you and I have met before. You healed my mother. Oh, really? Oh, wow. When, when was that? That was in January uh, when you were in San Dimas. Oh, well, how's your mother doing? She's doing, she's doing good. Uh, in June, she had a fall. She broke her rib and punctured her lung, but she's healing rather quickly, though, considering. Oh, my God. Uh, it, so she's fine. So what did I heal? What was wrong with her when she came to see me? Uh, she was uh, hit by a car, and she's been having pain uh, just her whole body. And you saw that she had, had a lot of pain. And in fact, you said there were a lot of angels around her, and you said Gabriel was around her. Oh, I remember. She was the sweetie. I love the, I love your mom. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't forget. She had the angel lady. That's right. I remember her. She was surrounded by angels. Yes. And she was really feisty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love you, Mom. She's cool. She's she's what we what I came to America for. Um uh, and she loves we love you. I mean we appreciate you're the only person that's able to help her. Oh, thank you. I uh, uh, and maybe after this fall she needs to see me again. I need to get my butt to San Dimas oh. so I can help more of you guys. But let me just t- let me tell you a bit a little about yourself right now. Your life is changing. You're becoming more open, more spiritual. And your past lives are very much in your, in your lives today. So your ancestors, both the ones that are attached to you and the ones in other places, are very strong around you. And I feel a, I think it's a Spanish connection, because I keep seeing like monks and I keep seeing like conquistadors and I keep seeing that. Do you have a Spanish connection that you're aware of? No, I do not. I'm Italian. So I think, this is going to sound really bizarre, I think even though you're Italian, your past life is very Spanish. Sorry, because I know the Spaniards and Italians don't get, get on much. Have you, ever been to, <laughs> have you ever been to Spain? No. Um, do you like guitar music? Do you like being around kind of like that, more of uh, the, the, gypsy, the Gypsy Kings kind of a music? Do you like guitars? Do you like the sound wow. of guitars? That's funny you say that. I love guitars uh, from rock to gypsy to jazz. I just love the sound of guitars. And funny enough, I'm always attracted to guitar players. I am so- Not the lead singers, but the guitar players. I am so sorry that you are Italian, but your past life is Spanish. How screwed up is that? <laughs> but you're, you, you, if you learn to play the guitar, you have a natural potency to hear music and feel the guitar. And if you, even, even if you've never done it before... Take guitar lessons. You, you'll, you'll shock yourself. That's funny you say that because I love the feel of music. I love going to concerts and I love being where the guitar section is. Oh, my God. I've got chills sitting here. It's like, I really am good at this. And it's so funny because I'm sitting here and I can feel that, you know, when you make a connection. Because as I was talking to you, I felt you feel that. When we started talk, talking about the guitars, I felt the energy. Veronica, I've got to let you go to get the other call, but I hope that was helpful. Yes, also just really quick, quick question, Andre. Uh, your show on October 2nd, you played uh, this Native American music when you were doing uh, premonitions, and you got me into a state immediately, that you and that music, and I would like to know, do you know what it was? It might have been um, my friend Ishan and Lady Sedona, so I will look and see, but um, I'm very much into the flute, 
but I think it might have been Lady Sedona. Um, so I'll look into the realm, see if I can find it, but it's, it's a very powerful song. Yes, it is, because I wasn't even getting ready. You said, I'm going to get you guys into a, uh, you know, into a state. And I was busy, and then all of a sudden, bam, I went into a state, and I got to see the, the premonition of past and future instantly. Well, Veronica, thank you. I'll see if I can find it for you. Drop me an email tomorrow and see if we can send you a link to that and send it over to you, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The process is quite simple. Uh, when, I, when a person calls in, I try to get them to not talk too much so that I'm not aware of who they are but what I feel. I try to forget if I've ever met them before. I try to forget anything about them, whether a man or a woman. For to see past lives, you can't look at the current. So if a person comes in and they're a gentleman, for instance, and you're reading their past life, you're going to lean towards men. But if you completely blank all that out and you look at the world in a very different way, as if it's a blank slate, that truly is how you connect to the past lives. And then what you start to see is a little, a few pictures, but it's the feelings. So we just had the strange of events here in the studio. We, for the first time, we have had so many calls on our call line here that it's actually knocked us off air. We're just trying to re-get it going right now, but we've hit overload button. In the history of this radio station, we have never had so many people try to call at the same time. But be prepared, give us a few minutes, and let us see if we can get the tech side sorted out. Welcome back, 818-921-3767. Hello, call you live on air. Hi, Andre, this is Sherry. Hey, Sherry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm good, Sherry. So, Sherry, um, this is a complex one for me because I feel like you have several past lives. Have you done a past life regression before or have you looked into your past lives? I haven't. You're going to hate me for saying this, but you were, you were men a lot in your past lives. So, Sherry, you, <laughs> you've got quite the tough outlook on life. Um, but I think you were, I hate to say this, but you were kind of like guys that like to have fun, um, bit of a party kind of an energy around you here. And um, so you tend to sometimes pick relationships with men that aren't always the easiest people to get on with. Does that make sense? Um, it could, yes. Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> Well, it's just been a, it's just been a very long time since I've picked anybody. But when you have um, when you have picked yeah. people, has it been a bit of a struggle sometimes? Yes, absolutely. So, Sherry, you actually, as a guy, you're more of a loner. I hate to say this, but you're kind of somewhat happy on your own, and you're kind mm-hmm. of independent and self sufficient. Because you, in the past life, were like an adventurer or an explorer. You could go away and you could travel. You could live in a lighthouse. You were, you were one of these people that could really survive. You were like the John Muir of people. And the reason I'm saying John Muir of all people is I think you have a connection to plants or to nature as well. And there's something about you that's very pioneering and very wanting to kind of just be out there and, and, to, and to do things. Does that make sense? It does, yes. And you're... Your strength is not so much today, but if I put you in the 1800s, and I think you might have a connection or a feeling about the, the kind of those times and have a connection to that part of history. 
So you might like to be around older Victorian things and, and have a, a sense or a, or a feel for them. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely, it does. Older things and older people. And older people as well. And you, you kind of speak you speak their language. Now, that's going to sound crazy, but it's almost like you're, you're back in time. So when you're talking to somebody in the 80s or 90s, you can actually relate to them, which seems odd because you're not that old. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, you're fascinating because your past lives have been very, although the adventures and explorers, you've done incredible things. You have saved people's lives. You have, you're naturally the kind of person that would run towards a fight and not run away from it. Does that make sense? It does, yes. And you really want to help people. It's, it's like, you're like, a, you're like a Florence Nightingale. So I think... When you were the adventurer and doing that, you were, you, you, your, your compassion has always been about people. And you're going to hate me saying this, but I think at one time you were a politician and you might, you might be connected to Buffalo Bill. You might have a connection, either a physical connection to him or, an, or a past life connection. But very much to the early pioneers is what I'm feeling around you. Does that make sense? It does, yes. I don't know about the Buffalo Bill part, but but the early part, I yes, I tend to to like proper um, the language and etiquette and um, looking into genealogy and all that. Kind and, of thing. and writing is important to you, and word penmanship is important to you. It's it's like you're from the 1800s. And the thing about this is that because of this, you have a very strong moral code. You're you actually, you don't steal, you don't take from people, you've got, you've got standards, if that makes any sense. Yes. Wow. Yes, a, a little bit too high, so they get, they get in the way. A, a lot, yeah, you're kind of stubborn, because you've got that guy in you. So you can, you can kick it back like most guys if you want to, um, but you're kind of a mixture of male and female, <laughs> and, and it's, it's it, the independence, so... You're perfect to where you are right now. You are a pioneer, but you've got to get out more and do things. You need to go to Gettysburg. You need to go to Washington, to the museums. You need to do all those different things. Okay. Thank you for calling in. I hope that helped. It does. Thank you so much. Take good care. Hello, caller. You're live on air. Hello. Hi. Who am I speaking to? Laurie. Hey, Laurie. Hey, Laurie. <laughs> how how you doing, Lori? I'm good. I, I can't believe am I actually live on the air? Yeah, you're actually live on the air. So wow, your your energy and are you listening to the show tonight about past lives? Yeah. So yes, I feel you connected, and this is going to sound really strange, but to the early pioneers that went to Utah, this is going to sound completely off the board, but I, I feel a very strong. Mormon connection, but like yeah. higher up in the ranks, like you were a leader, like you were the, you were the, a pioneer. But I feel like your death was very sudden, as if jealousy, and I feel like jealousy has followed you around all your life, even today. People are jealous of you, and that you 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 were the one that tried to do it right, and other people wanted to kind of be abusive and control people. And you really believed in, in God and in helping people. And that what happened is, because you were gaining so much power, they stopped you. Does that make sense? 
So a lot of what's going, yeah. going on with you right now goes right back to your past life. So you struggle in today's life because you're a sensitive, caring person that wants to heal the world. You are very connected to God. You are very, a very powerful person, and you cannot stand injustice. And you've always fought for everybody else, even before yourself. Right. Does all that make sense? Wow, it, it, your 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 energy is very is is very connected to all those people. But you you were an incredible and still are a human being, that, and you were a man, by the way. So you probably feel like a man sometimes, and you might have more right. male tendencies. And you're gonna kind of not put up with all the the stuff that's going. You, you, you kind of got that man's attitude towards things. But what I will yeah. what I will tell you is that. Mentally, it's put a tremendous drain on you, and you're yeah. you're finally coming out of it, and you're starting to yeah. f- feel much stronger. But Laurie, yeah. you yeah. are a leader of people, and justice is so important to you, and yeah. it's like you're you're not a man, but you have all the attributes to be a man. Mm. The drive, the the different things that of men. Of that of, of that period, why I feel that connection there, I don't know. Because I'm also seeing this is interesting. I'm seeing a Russian connection, but your mind is very clear, and yet your genetics are Irish. But it feels yes, yes. It, it's it's a real. You're a very complex, energetic person. But I'm, I'm, yes. what I'm telling you is that as a mom, and as a person, yes. as a friend, there's nobody finer, because you will you will fight for your friends. Yeah, and right now there's too much pressure being put on you because yeah. you always get things done, and maybe the ex- expectations of you in your workplace are too high, and they're almost impossible to do. But somehow you're achieving them. Yeah. Wow, you're a pretty incredible woman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is. I love you, Andre. Oh, my God. This is fascinating. I can't believe I got through. Well, I, I just tried and tried and tried and tried. Oh, you're, you're meant to. So perfect. All right. The timing. I'll have to let you go for the next person, but was, okay. that, was that helpful? Wonderful. Oh, amazing. Thank right. you. Take good care. Okay. Hello, caller. You're live on air. Hi. Hi. Who am I speaking to? Um, this is Elizabeth. Hi, Elisa. Um... Elizabeth. Elizabeth, gosh, I, my ears tonight. Elizabeth, um, I, I, I don't know how to say this, but I feel angel energy around you. I don't know whether you have a connection to the church or to, to nuns or to something really powerful, but there's something about you that is so sweet and innocent and good. I can feel that about you. Does, does, that, does that make sense? Um, sort of. What does that mean, sort of? Well, you know, I love Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. ask for angels to um, help me. So. It's, it's almost like you were a nun in a previous life. But like in the Vatican or like in a big place, uh, not maybe the Vatican, but you were, you were part of a, a very good religious order. And there's an association energetically with your past with that energy. 
This is extremely powerful. I wish I could say more. We've just hit that nine o'clock spot. I have to go. Oh my God, you're, okay. you're amazing. I want to just talk to you all night because I just love your energy. Thank you so much, Andre. Not at all. That's, it's, it's amazing. Thank you for calling in tonight. Uh-huh. A, take good care. Good night. Good night. I wonder if we could squeeze one more in. Just Let's just get one more. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Okay, caller, you've got one minute. Hello? Hiya, who am I speaking to? Oh, this is Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Lisa, real quick, okay, do you have a question yes. for me? Um, do you see anything Absolutely. around me? Absolutely. I see everything. It's me. Um, <laughs> so your, your connection, all right, uh, your past life is very interesting because it's very masculine and it's very much, but it was a woman, but it was a woman that had to take care of a lot of children. So when you were, when you were this woman, and I think this is going to sound really off mark, I think you're Egyptian, and I think there's a strong Egyptian connection to you. So you might have an affinity towards cats and towards the Sphinx and towards that energy. Like the cats talk to your soul. It's not just like um, it's my pet cat. That cat sees into you, and you guys, it's like it's like it, you are you are connected. So your power around around cats is really important, but also the pyramids, things that are Egyptian. When you're around them, you're going to feel something, feel a connection. So if you go to you go to Egypt, or if you were to go to see a mummy, it would affect you in some way. You would feel there's I think there's a thing right now where they have Tutankhamun's um, artifacts actually here in the states, here in Los Angeles. You're going to feel something, and you're not going to be able to understand it. But it's like you know those times. So really important you might if you go to the if there's that if that's still on go to that museum okay okay all right take good care thanks you too Mm, bye hello caller you've got a couple of minutes who am i speaking to hello hi who's this paula paula hey paula where are you calling from hello from Minnesota, california well hello Minnesota, california so paula um I, i feel like you're delving into this world and I don't know whether you're new to this world, but it feels like you're, you're, you're discovering spirituality. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like it's a little, you're a little nervous because you're trying to figure your way through. But I think you've been having dreams or connecting to a past life. Like you know there's something more about your past. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about these feelings or dreams you've been having. Um, I... Just, I, I I do a little bit of dowsing with a pendulum and I have a pendulum workbook and I've been trying to find out more about my past lives mm-hmm. and who I've had a, a um, past lives with that are in my life currently. Yep. And, um, and, and you've in the past life you have been, uh, gosh, this is horrible, horrible to say, but you've been a, a slave and a slave owner. So, You've been on both sides of it. You've been both a person controlling slavery, and you've also been one mm-hmm. of the slaves as well. So in the first past life I'm seeing, you were actually a slave owner. And then when you came mm-hmm. back, you died early. You were killed very young, like in your 20s. And then when you came back, you came back as a slave to another family. And so it was almost like a punishment for being a cruel slave owner. So you're sometimes feeling like, you have to compensate for things and take care of everything and fix everything. And you sometimes feel like you're not treated right. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So this is directly to yeah. your past life. The couple of things I would, I would say that you do, the first thing to clear this is that you um, respect um, the fact that you were once a slave and you let go of the chains, you let go of the, the shackles around you. And then you say a prayer for all the slaves that you once had. You spend a bit of time, you get down your hands and knees and you just say, I was in a past life, I was a slave owner. Um, this is what I did. I, I have no control over it now but I can let go of it and apologize to the souls of those slaves, you will feel 100% better really quickly. Okay. And they sound weird. Trust me on this one, but do that and it'll change. But your health is, is, is impingent on it because of the way you are right now. You get hungry really quickly. And you're not that you're frightened of starving, but food has become a controlling factor in your life. Does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. I think when you were a slave, you were starved a lot. So in this life, food is really important to you, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes your mm -hmm. ankles hurt because I think that you were chained, so you might sometimes oh have problems with your ankles. Does that make sense? I get like a – it almost feels like there's like an air pocket in there, and it hurts when I step down on it and until I have like – I'll have somebody pull on my ankle until it pops, and it feels – better yeah because you had these yeah, it happens often you had shackles on so those shackles are mm -hmm. still energetically around you so you need to have that cleared you can do that as someone who does reiki or energy work can clear that but the best thing to do is just apologize for the past and you are no longer a slave and do not get treated by one because you tend to put yourself in positions where people tell you what to do and you need to stop that mm. hmm thank you for calling in paula take good care thank you Bye. Bye. Hello, Coley, live on air. Oh, hello? Hi, who am I speaking to? Uh, Julie. Hey, Julie, where are you calling from? San Diego. Well, hello, San Diego. So, Julie, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what it is you're calling in for because I feel like you want to know about your past life, but I think you also want to know what's going on right now as well. Does that make sense? 100%. <laughs> so you're confusing me. Let me go to the past life first. Yeah. So, <laughs> interesting past life. Um, do you like animals? Oh, love them. You're going to laugh at me, but you in the past were the keeper of a huge amount of animals for a sultan. You were actually... I would think probably about four or 500 years ago, you kept the menagerie and you were in charge of lions and tigers and bears and peacocks and all kinds of things. You were the person, the woman, not a man, a woman, that was in charge of yeah. all the animals. So it doesn't matter what kind of animal is around you, large or small, from the smallest mouse to the biggest bear, you love animals and they love you. <laughs> yes. So it's, you're kind of an odd duck because if you go somewhere, you're pretty much going to come back with something. If you're driving along, you're going to, you're going to find a duck. You're going to find a, a, a stray cow. You're going to be – you're just this kind of person that seems to, 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 to attract animals that need help. And animals find you. So it's almost like they know you had and still have special healing ability with animals. You can actually take pain away from animals. Does that make sense? Yes. So have you thought about being like an animal whisperer or an animal healer? I haven't thought about doing that as a career, but I have definitely 
done, like attempted to do animal healing. Mm -hmm. Don't know if I'm really doing this or not, but sending this healing energy. You are weirder than me. So, and by the way, I do that. I actually, I talk to animals, uh, big cats especially. They send pictures to me. And it's not as crazy as it seems. Animals communicate through signs and through movement and through smell and through taste. So what happens when I'm around dogs, my sense of smell increases and I feel certain things that they feel. Um, it, it's, 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 it's been really hard since my, my own personal dog passed, not having that connection, mm. but knowing that I can't do that right now. But it's very, I'm very connected. So... Uh, uh, today we, uh, we're walking. We're here in Santa Monica, and I walk outside, and this puppy comes by, and straight away it's like sniffs me, like checking me out. But animals aim to come towards me, and you're the same. I would like to see you do more with this, and and and, and a part of you. This is going to sound. Don't take this the wrong way, but you can sometimes be a bit of a princess, because you once worked for the Sultan, so you were like royalty. You like you got what you wanted. <laughs> So sometimes you can be a pain in the ass because you kind of want everything to be right and you are a bit like royalty. Does that make sense? Sadly. But your, your, your connection to Indian food, to that culture, to that old-time Persian world is, could be very strong. And you probably like a more spicy, more exotic food uh, than probably more Western, if that makes sense. But it's got to be kind of... Okay pretty yeah. and good and well displayed if it's not good you ain't going to eat it yes. <laughs> <laughs> Th thanks for calling in take good care oh here we go <laughs> oh, i've got like six people calling in hello caller you got a quick conversation with me who am i speaking to hi andre hi who's who is this danielle from southern california so hey. excited hey danielle how are you so danielle Oh, my gosh. So you're going to have physical symptoms in your body from the past life. So you would sometimes manifest cysts or bumps in your body. And this is because yeah. of what you went through. You were multiple times shot. And I think you were in Gettysburg or you were somewhere, but you were a young man, probably under the age of 18. So you're going to manifest things in your torso. And no one seems to make sense of them. They appear out of nowhere. So these things yeah. are energetic, so they're not going to respond really to modern medicine. They're going to, well, they, they will to a certain extent, but you, it's really clearing the energy around you and letting go of the past life. I think you were very young when you were killed, but you were shot many times. Not one bullet, but like I see six different bullets coming through you. So you may have six different locations of these particular things. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the way I'd work with you is I would go back in the past life and heal the 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 gunshots and bring it live that back in the past and bring you back to the present. So it's the past life regression for you done professionally okay. would really help you heal and recover. Uh, but you I would love that. I, I always thought I needed something like that. But because of what's happened to you and because you're angry with how quickly you died you can turn on a dime and you can be sometimes a little difficult to be around. You can be a little bit angry over things and get worked up really quickly. And that is because it's almost like a hormonal thing, but it actually goes back to that past life because you were led by a leader that was really bad. So you sometimes can be very um, 
uh, not, not like people that tell you what to do. Because the person yeah. that led you into battle took you into a place where you were going to get killed. It was almost like they, they were the, there was just like a suicide mission. And you felt that, but you had to follow rules. You had to do as you were told. So it's so painful when you have to do what you're told because you feel like you're going to die. So you sometimes get anxious and fearful when you're made to do something, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Oh, my God, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. So you need, yeah, you got your health right now. You need to take care of this and get rid of this past life. Otherwise, it's going to get worse. It's going to be it's going to manifest and you're going to start to have some pretty serious health conditions going on. So the sooner you do this, the better. But you've got to go. So you're here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm in L.A., so come find me. But it's going to be. I will. The process is going to be painful emotionally. Mm as you let go of the young boy, because it's become your friend. And letting go is going to be hard because it's like there's another person in your life that you really care about that you can't see but has always been there. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes. And it's yeah. Gettysburg is interesting. A lot of people come from Gettysburg from that area. But there's another past life which takes me back to an Italian kitchen. And so bread and food and social is really important to you, but you don't do it enough yeah. because of this other part of you. There's a fight going on for you wanting to be more social, but also to pull away. And because of the Gettysburg, Gettysburg situation, you were part Native American back then. So you are connecting to Native Americans really easily. So your friends may be more Native American, maybe more people that are closer to the earth. And it's just you're, you're contradiction in so many different ways. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But yes. The, but Sounds the, like the girl with the music. That you, makes sense. Yeah, but the person, people in your life, tend to be more like the South American connection. You'd be very connected to South American people, people from Peru, from all those areas, because they're very much they have that Native American in them. So, being around people of that that energy really connects to you. So, yeah, so it makes me feel um, really whole. Yeah, it's hard to explain, but when you're around people that are, are from the native lands or are from somewhere like, I don't know, South America of some kind, you're just like, I'm here, I'm home. Yes. My husband. That's why I always wonder if we met in a past life. Where's he from? connected that way. Where's Maybe he? it's just his Salvadorian. Oh, well, yeah, you can't get any further south than that. Wow. 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 So this is a really important part, but it's not just that you're going to have other people around you. You feel more comfortable with people that are Hispanic or connected in some way from that world. It's just like it's a even even from Spain. You just you get you get them. Yeah. You understand them. So yeah. cl clothes, yeah. design. You may have a thing about purses. You may have it, but it's like there's a lot of it's it's very it's very um, it's very much a mixture between you being a boy sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. and then and also being being a girl, you, you're kind of torn between the two. So you can be as hard, you can be a hard ass, or you can be the sweetest, nicest, gentlest, kindest person in the world. But it's like it's, yeah. it's like left and right. It's nothing in the middle. You can swing both ways really quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Karen and I had that conversation this week. <laughs> so tell it's not your fault. Blame me. Say it's a past life. So every time, every time we get in an argument, say it's the boy. Okay, and you, you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks, Andre. Take care. All right. Bye bye. And you. Bye bye. bye, -bye.
So, folks, we're getting closer. We need to shut down. I know there's still people stacking up. Oh, one more call. Hello, caller. You're the last one. What can I do for you? Oh, they let go. That, well, that's the sign. It is time to say... <laughs> See if you can call in. you got 30 seconds. Hello, caller. You're live on air. Hey, I'm Lee. Hey, Lee. How you doing? Oh, Lee, you are a water baby. You should have little <laughs> wings, and you should be walking on the water, and you should be. You're, you're gonna. This is gonna sound really bizarre, but you're a, you were a sailor in a past life. Are you are you really happy on on lakes and on water? Do you feel comfortable? Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. if if you're away from water, it's like you wilt. Yeah. So you are you were you were a sailor, but you were a jolly sailor. Yo ho ho! You were you were. Oh, this is okay. This is going to sound bizarre, and only you will laugh at this and get this. But you were a pirate. Oh, awesome! And you were <laughs> you were six foot. You were six foot plus. You were a big guy. Uh huh. And you were you were very dark. You were African American. Well, actually, you're Afro Caribbean. So if, okay. if you go to the islands, if you go to any of the, the many islands out there, like if you went to the Dominican Republic or you went to St. Thomas or any of those, you're going to feel like you're a local. And yeah. the ocean and the water, it's like you get it. But you, when you get angry, watch out because you've got the power of a big six-foot huge guy who is a pirate. So you can take people down. I mean, you literally, you, you, you might not be that tall and that big, but man, can you, when, when you get angry, can you, can you fire it off? But it, it's also hard for you because mm-hmm. you need to be traveling more. And it feels, yeah. and, and if you had, do you have a boat? No, my parents own a boat business. But why so I'm always around them, but, but why, I just get to look at them. <laughs> why aren't you on a boat? You need to be on a boat more. You need to get out and get on the water. It's your therapy. This is crazy. You're a pirate. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. You need to be out there and you need to be like, you need to be getting your hook out and your hat on and, and your eye patch and going, I'm a, <laughs> whatever it is that you need to do. You need to, it, it, seriously, that, that wild pirate thing about you is means something. So when you're around ships, sailing boats especially, I think mm-hmm. there's something about sailing that might have a really strong connection to you. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that. And it's like the wind, when the wind's in the sails and you're moving along, it is the most zen moment in your life. Even a small little dinghy with a sail on it yes. would mean so much to you. And I can almost yeah. f- feel the tears in your heart because your heart's crying out to be on the water. Okay. Well, I can do that. That's so powerful. All right. So thank you for calling in, Lee. And uh, yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. <laughs> Take good care. Thank you, Andre. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, callers, I am so sorry. I know we have three people stacked up here. I'm going to let you go. And I'm going to say a very good night. We've run past our time and we've really enjoyed sharing with you and an incredible evening had by all. And remember, the past is important, but don't bring the past into the future. The consequences can be 
awful. Good night and God bless. Until next week, you've been listening to Talk with Andre, changing the world one human at a time.